Ugh. This is a podcast. <laughs> uh, let's do it for real this time. All right, for, for real. <clears throat> Action. <clears throat> All right. This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. Two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world. Yay! Hey, we nailed that one. Yeah, finally. It's we've been recording for take uh, seventy-two. Yeah, fifteen at least fifteen minutes now, and uh, we finally got it right. So let's let's dig in for this week's episode of the goings ons on our life adventures. Yep, the exciting times that we have on the road. Uh, so for this week, we're going to talk about diversions and getting stuck places in some of the less glamorous side of traveling i think that mm. uh, we get to experience yeah you get diverted every so often yes yeah yes thunderstorms are real yes yeah, hashtag for climate reasons. change uh, is that too controversial yeah let's keep that no. out yeah hashtag storms and stuff storms and stuff oh, storms and stuff that sounds like a uh, like a, a like a like edm a, song i thought it sounded like like a discount hardware store storms and stuff yeah so they'll have like shovels for the storms and then just <laughs> they're, stuff. They're really busy. They're really busy. Those, you know, that, that two days or three days before snowstorm. Yeah. And then for the rest of the year, they just, they stuff. phone it in. Yeah. yeah stuff. It's like, we got storms and stuff. And we got, and you we know, some stuff. Yeah. Some rocks. Earl's in charge of the stuff department. <laughs> I love Earl. Earl's a good guy. Uh, so uh, how do we want to kick this off? So you had a recent experience with storms. So why don't we start from the most recent and kind of work our way backwards. I know I got... Ah, fun fact. Yep. I know the story you want me to tell, and it actually is not my most recent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shenanigans. Ah, caught on a technicality. Yeah. Uh, my most recent is a much shorter story, though. I was trying to go from Dallas-Fort Worth to Boston uh, and ended up getting to the airport at 6 a.m. Uh, I tried to leave at 7 a.m. for a flight. Uh, I finally got on an airplane at about 1.30, taxied on the runway, sat there for an hour, airplane broke, taxi back in. Got on another airplane, finally got to Boston at uh, about 1 a.m., uh, and then they sent us to the wrong gate and we taxied. I've never taxied more than like 10 minutes in Boston. We must have taxied 25 minutes at 1 a.m. when there's nobody else there. I say nobody there, and there's not a lot of room. No. There's It's just, it's like all runway, no taxiway. Yep. So that's actually my most recent. But I think the... Scenario you want me to talk about uh, was a trip that I had, and I don't know if I should say the name of the airline. Mm. That's uh, to, to be continued. Maybe we'll... We'll leave that out. Maybe we'll leave that as an Easter egg. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Figure it out, yeah. listeners. Maybe that answer on a future podcast. That answer and more. <laughs> so I was traveling from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth uh, going to Atlanta on this trip, a common route that I've, I've done many a times in. When I was booking the ticket, there was an alternative that was airline-based, but on uh, the equivalent of private aircraft. Which and sounds fun. Which was like, yeah. Intriguing. Yeah, I I saw like, that. I sign like, me up. Ooh, <laughs> this sounds fancy. And you get points for it, too, don't you? Uh, yeah, I did get points for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, pretty cool. It's the least I, I could Yeah, oh, yeah. Foreshadowing. Hepatitis might have also come from that. <laughs> Cheez-Its will give it to you? Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, flying out of Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, we had to go to the private air terminal. And I show up in the private air terminal, and uh, we're getting onto a PC-12. And I think by saying the aircraft type probably is going to start to give away what, what operation I'm talking about. But uh, um, show up in the private air terminal. We're getting on a PC-12, and I'm looking around the room. And there are a lot of large black men uh, that are going to be on this flight. And it was li- it literally was like me, myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey, where it's just one, one white dude and like a bunch of large black men, and he's just crammed in there. <laughs> and that was that was what this was going to be. So it's 
We're leaving at 8.30 and it's about 8 o'clock when we're supposed to start boarding. And we're not boarding yet. So that's concerning because obviously, you know, we, we keep track of those things. And, and of know, course, being private, a private-ish kind of charter, you you show their, their glam side of it is, oh, you show up five minutes before the flight's supposed to leave. Yeah. No security lines, no bag lines, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You run out on the plane. But you got there when? I got there, uh, I got there about 7.15. Flight at, departs at? 8.30. Okay, so a comfortable, comfortable market. Yeah, I mean, I I'd never done it before, so I wanted yeah. to be prepared. You know, yeah. you never know what you're going to run into, and there was, you know, minimal security. Um, <laughs> was there security? There was security. Yeah. Uh, it was very secure. <laughs> uh, but I did have to physically check in once I got there, even though I had done the online check on also. Uh, so it's time to, and on, on the virtual handwritten boarding pass that I got. <laughs> on a post-it thing, note. Um, it, it did have a, a boarding time, and the boarding time came and went. Now we're like 30 minutes after the boarding time, and I'm like, mm, something seems a little bit off with this scenario here. And some random dude uh, I thought was a passenger, like, stood up, like, just stood up like he was like a plant that was like, <laughs> just in the crowd. Oh, uh, we like, don't know oh, these Here's these the man carrying candidate to tell everybody that the flight's canceled. Yep. <laughs> He stood up and he goes, all right, uh, we're ready to start boarding. We do have one problem. Um, one of you can't go. So do I have a volunteer? And I know you're surprised when I'm going to say this, but nobody volunteered to Whoa. not go on the flights that they had paid for. Huh, that's crazy. So he goes, all right, well, if I, if I don't have any volunteers, then I'm going to pick the last person that checked in. And he, and he pointed to a guy. He goes, which was you? And that guy goes, I checked in online last night. So that was the whole thing. And they ended up bumping one of the other guys who made a very huge scene. So while that guy is causing a big scene, he's like, you're the one that's getting bumped. And the scene blows up. They immediately shuffled the rest of us out the side of the building and onto the plane. Like they've done this before. So again, this is a PC-12. How many people do you think fit in a PC-12? Do you want me to give you the accurate answer or do you want me to give you... What would you say, not knowing the story... Okay. What would you say the amount of people is that's appropriate for a PC twelve? So, I, single I know, engine, yeah, they're 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 turbo they're work they're workhorse though. I mean, you can you can stuff them pretty full. I would say they ain't that big. Uh, they're not. I've yeah, I've been in a couple of them, but uh, I would say six, ten, ten people and two pilots and two pilots. Oh man, so twelve people. Yep. 12 individuals plus bags, we were, plus fuel. We were asses to elbows. And we get out to the airplane and they start, because one of the things when we checked in, we had to give them our weight and mm-hmm. weigh our bags and do like our physical body weights. Yep. So we get out to the airplane and he's assigning seats based off of our weight so that we're balanced in the airplane, which, okay, yeah, I know how that works. That's fine. Good that they do that, you're right. Yeah. We've, we've heard the, the opposite side of that. So Let me talk to you about the airplane for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's a PC-12, uh, probably one of the oldest ones ever built. Yep. Uh, it had several panels on it that were from several other different airplanes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't like there were just white replacement panels on there. It was a brown airplane. There were blue panels. There were gray panels. There were white panels. It was a hodgepodge of pieces put together. Nice. So I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get in the airplane, and I ended up with the seat that is... Uh, the forward most seat, but I'm facing backwards. So right. my back is up against the bulkhead and the door is like right to, to your my, right, my right rear yeah. quarter. But because of where I'm sitting, I have now become the default flight attendant because I'm next to the drinks and snacks. So as we're flying along, people can raise their hand or get my attention and wave at me and get my attention and ask free for a water or nuts or whatever that they had. So, so the, did you get a discount for that? I did not get a discount. For did that. you pay for full for this flight? Did you get any? I paid for it all. Yeah. Okay. There's no discounts or no. Okay. No. After the fact, it was cheaper than mainline. Yeah. But, for obvious reasons, but as still, we're going about it, to get I mean, into. The mainline was super expensive for that trip. It was like it was like thirteen hundred bucks for that trip. Wow. Was this last? Well, all your trips are last minute, but well, this wasn't as last minute as I usually am. Because like, you know, for yeah. instance, I'm I'm looking to go to Atlanta in a little under two weeks. And it's four hundred bucks. Yeah, and that's you know four to six hundred bucks for a domestic flight is what I would expect to pay. Yeah, and it was thirteen hundred bucks. And I don't know what special was going on in Atlanta that week that 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 made that Super be the Bowl? case. <laughs> uh, no, this was no, this was in May. No, April. April, April. 
Yeah, it was April. Uh, spring break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spring break in Atlanta. Woo woo! Let's get the chicken. Um, yeah, all those people that want to go to Chick Fil A uh, for spring break, the original Chick Fil A, the OG Chick Fil A. Yeah, I've been to that one. Yeah, at like midnight in Sketch. Oh, at midnight it's Sketch. I'm sure it's pretty nice in daytime, but they have like a full sit down menu also, which is kind of nice. Huh. So. Tangent. Tangent. Uh, so we take off. Uh, we're heading. Uh, we have one stop on this trip. Cool. We have a connection. Yep. And that connection is in Greenville, Mississippi. Ooh. Voted. Give everybody a minute to look at that on a Google map to see where that is. Voted <laughs> top 50th destination to go to. It in, started with in, Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, it's it's in the top 200 of places named Greenville. Yep. Um, uh, it's literally the middle of nowhere, but I was like, all right, whatever. It's an adventure. I'm yep. up for an adventure. Let's have an adventure. So we get in the airplane, we start heading towards Greenville and we're flying along and they have a, uh, they have a Stratus on board the aircraft. So I have my plug for Stratus. Yeah. Plug, <laughs> plug for Stratus. And here comes another plug. Chris, have, Chris we my, want, we want $2 million for mentioning it. My iPad out and I'm now using four flight. <laughs> another plug. Hashtag four flight. Except I already get that one for free. So, <laughs> oh, I don't. So I need to. I need to get that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so I'm connected to it, and I'm watching, and I'm I plot where Wait, we're going. Before before we move off of that, how often do you use four flight in commercial travel? I don't use it that much, actually. Really? Yeah. I use not, it every flight. Really? Not not in flight typically, but like before. I find that I can't ever get like a good position on it. Like it in, doesn't in flight in flight. Oh yeah. I never, I never use it in flight. I, I normally use it like before, like I'll look up like air Mets and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, is it going to be a bumpy ride? Is it going to oh, be? Oh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. What's our route take us Yep, that sort of thing. But normally that's, I only use it for that. And then I'm like, yep, see you later. Yeah. And then got to watch my movies. And yeah. And then my iPad becomes just a movie theater. Right. Or Netflix theater. Netflix. Plug for Netflix. Ooh, free Netflix. Because <laughs> I can't afford that eight ninety nine a month. Yeah, because people <laughs> actually pay for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I can't. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But everybody's stealing Netflix from everybody. I, that's not even a thing that I actually comprehended until like six months ago that that was a thing <laughs> that people were doing. Like, I could still be mooching off of so many people's Netflix, and I was like, you know, I'm going to get my own. Yeah, that was a bad play. I mean, normally you're pretty smart with that kind of stuff, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I'm good at Anyways, yeah, tangent off that. Let's, <laughs> let's divert back to the yeah. main story. I don't have Ayo. Hulu though for the fine folks at Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to try out that service at some point. So we're heading out towards Greenville, Mississippi. Mississippi, and the uh, weather's turning bad. I'm following along on four flight, and you know, I'm, I can from where I'm sitting, I can do this. I can just look over my right shoulder. And just see the instrument panel. Mm-hmm. So I can see what our altitude is. I can see, you know, where we're heading. I can see uh, most of the FMS. Uh, and I've got a pretty good idea. And I can see that we're we're cruising at like 28,000 feet. And we had started descending. And that's making sense because of where we are. And all the pieces are coming together. And we stopped descending at 12,000 feet, which seemed... Happens. Yeah. S- seemed within, within reason. And then we started climbing back up to 15,000 feet and making a turn. And I was like, oh, that's probably not great. And again, so since we're on a private aircraft, there is no intercom system for them to announce what's happening. But we're well beyond what time we were supposed to land. And we're now heading uh, in the opposite direction, climbing. Uh, We flew maybe another 30 minutes or so, diverted and landed in El Dorado, Arkansas. Huh, that is, out of all the airports, I mean, I'm not good with geography, but... There's got to be a lot of airports. Were you in the soup the whole time? Were you getting like banged around? Is there like thunderstorms everywhere? There were, it was a line. We weren't in it. We were around it. But you, it took you 30 minutes to get away from it to go land somewhere. I feel like there's, anyway, this just seems odd. There's, well, I'm not, I don't want to question another pilot's decision making. There was, there weren't a lot of options in the area. So we're, because I was looking, because obviously I didn't know where we were going at Mm -hmm. that point. I assumed that we were, because the way we had kind of turned looked like we were heading towards Shreveport, Ah. which was further away than El Dorado. Um, And we ended up making the turn and flying along, uh, I think it was probably a GPS approach into El Dorado. Uh, We got into El Dorado, and if you haven't been to El Dorado, I uh, highly recommend skipping that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that is not one that needs to make anybody's bucket list. <laughs> Sorry to the fine folk of El Dorado, the one guy that lives there, I'm sure. <laughs> Who works at the airport, too. Works at the airport, yeah. Uh, there was a dog that just lives in the FBO there, apparently. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, the dog was pretty chill. I say airport kind of, dogs are pretty awesome. So we pull up on the ramp. Um, no other airplanes in sight. Uh, but they do have a little FBO, so everybody gets out of the airplane. We go inside. Like, the pilot makes an announcement on the ramp. He's like, ah, oh, we're just going to wait here for some weather. And and there was a line of storms moving through, so I, whatever. Yeah, better be it, on the ground. It is, it is what it is. I get it. I'm fine with it. We go inside, and this is, like, out of, like, the late 70s, this place is just completely frozen in time. There's some local airline that operates out of there that I've never even heard of. Could never even think of it again. Uh, there's a rental car facility because that's one of the ideas that I've had. Now, this this idea of the day with the weird start to it, the fact that we're already behind schedule, I think I'm, I have a connection that I'm going to miss that connection. As it turns out, the connection was actually on the same airplane that I was already on. <laughs> so I wasn't missing It was basically the just a fuel stop. Yeah, it was a fuel stop. Uh, and a couple of people got off, a couple of people got back on. So I'm contemplating maybe, maybe I'm just going to drive. Um, you know, from Arkansas, it's not as bad as Dallas. It's still a, a big effort, but maybe that's an option for me. The only rental car place um, was the one at the airport, and it was called You Save Rental. Huh. Now, I've been to the rental car facility at Atlanta Hartsfield before, and I don't recall You Save Rental having a position there. Uh-huh. It, it might have been on a different level, different floor level. No? Okay. No. <laughs> uh Basement levels where that was. Yeah. Boom. Burned them. Some time goes by. The pilots come walking back in. One of them is like looking at the weather and the other guy's out front just ripping butts the whole time. And I was like, this is, this is an operation right here. That's that's classic. (laughs) Uh, We finally, weather's good enough. We get on, we get in the, we pile back in the airplane, get off out of there. And it's like 25 minutes and we're on the ground in Greenville. It's still, it's raining and it's, it's probably a good inch and a half inch of standing water. Oh, wow. On all, the whole entire airport. So I was wearing the wrong shoes for that, uh, which kind of sucks for my shoe collection. Uh, so we get there, and I i don't know what to expect because so far it's been show up, get on the airplane, and go. It's been what, what it's been the whole time. So we get there, and it's raining when we're getting out of the airplane, and because of where I'm sitting, I'm the first one out. Yep, so you got to have the umbrella out for everybody. No. Oh. To <laughs> hell with those guys. Um and we start walking towards, so there's the building is like a horseshoe shaped and we're parked at like the tip of the horseshoe. So I start walking because there's a door right there and the lady that works there is yelling at me. She goes, no, you got to go to the side. And I said, do you mean the side door? She goes, no, you got to go all the way around the side of the building. And I was like, all right. So she came over and like guided us. We go all the way around the side of the building into a maintenance garage. Oh, cool. And the maintenance garage dumps us out onto the street. And now we have to go back into the terminal, check back in for the next flight. We have to recheck our bags and do all that stuff. And now we have to go through TSA also. Ooh. So I flew out of DFW, didn't have to go through TSA. Coming out of Greenville, Mississippi, I had to go through TSA. And this was the most thorough TSA experience I have ever had in all of my cavities. (laughs) I literally, I and I've got pre-check and I've got all that stuff as... as did they have a pre-check line? They did not have uh-huh. a pre-check line. No, they had the one line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they swabbed everybody's hands. They swabbed everybody's electronics. You had to take everything that was electronic out of your bag. You had to take everything that was fluids out of your bag. Um, everybody had to take their shoes off. You had to take jackets off. You had to do... It was the absolute most thorough screening I've ever gone through in my entire life. And that includes like coming out of Israel where they yes. completely screen you. Yeah. Thoroughly. <laughs> um, so I finally get through there, and now I'm in those little holding area of a waiting room that they've got. Six chairs. And some people were flying to Greenville. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't I don't know why someone was like, Greenville. Yep. We're going there. So a couple people have now left our group, and we've inherited a few new people. So there's some new people Ooh. that are originating out of Greenville going to Atlanta. As uh, as with the movie Groundhog Day, I'm sitting there. Boarding time comes, boarding time goes. Nothing's happening. A I've rep- seen this movie. A representative from the airline comes into the room and says, "We're overweight. Somebody can't go. We need a volunteer for somebody who wants to not go." 
and shocked again as I was, nobody volunteered. Go figure. So then the pilot proceeds to walk around the room and individually talk to every single person to get their weight in dimensions and sizes and recalculate the weight and balance. And when he did that, shaving pounds off everybody, as I saw he did with me, uh, we somehow were the weight appropriate for everybody to go at that point. So we get in the airplane, we take off, we head out to Atlanta, we hit some of the worst turbulence I think I've ever hit in an airplane period, let alone a smaller airplane. Uh, Literally clubbed my head on the ceiling as we were going through the tops of some anvils. It was it was shortest distance to where we were going. There was no deviating for weather or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, they're probably pushing their duty day, and they're like, oh, let's go. And we finally, so I my day started when I got to DFW at 7.30 in the morning. I was supposed to be in Atlanta at 1 o'clock. I got to Atlanta at 4.55, which is the ideal time to get to oh, Atlanta. Oh, jeez. For when you need to commute from the airport to downtown. Yeah. It's really easy traffic there. Really? It was. So, oh, the adventure's not done. Ah. There's more of it. So we get to the airport. Uh, we land in Hartsfield, and we're taxiing, and the tail is just sitting on the ground. Why did they go to Hartsfield? Why? I mean, they're, Why we, yeah, we're yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Bizarre. Anyway. So we're taxiing around Hartsfield, and it's just the nose is just high in the air because we're so ass heavy on this thing and just dragging it around. We'd taxi down one taxiway, stopped for five minutes, made a U-turn and taxied somewhere else. And I was like, these guys are such an amateur hour operation that's going on here. Finally, we get to our parking space. A pickup truck with the airline's name on it pulls up outside the outside the uh, the airplane. Oh, yeah. And I was like, maybe this is our ride back to the terminal. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> hop in, the, in the bed. The way this is going. So that truck was, it's like a, uh, it was a regular cab, like a 1996 Toyota Tacoma mm. two-wheel drive regular Ooh, cab. nice, nice. And uh, they start unloading the bags and they put, they're putting the bags into the back of the pickup truck. And I was like, all right, that's going to be their vehicle for transporting bags back and forth. So there was a bus that also showed up and everybody gets on the bus. The girl that drove the truck out to the airplane also gets on the bus. <laughs> I forgot about this. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, should, and she's standing there, and I said to her, I said, should we just go grab our bags? She goes, no, they're going to be at the carousel. You can go pick them up on the carousel. And I was like, um, how are they going to get there? And she was like, no, I have to go inside. I had to get something. She needed something that she needed all of a sudden to drive the truck that she didn't have when she drove it up to the airplane. But now that it has bags in it, she needed something special in order to drive the truck. So she goes with us back into the terminal. And this whole time, I'm like, so the day started, one of the guys on the trip was going to the same event that I was going to in Atlanta. And I made the mistake at the beginning of the day when oh, he chimed yeah. in. He goes, oh, I'm going to this show. I can't be late, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, I'm going to the same show. And that was the worst thing that yep. I could have said that day because the rest of the day, that dude was my buddy. To the point, like, even, like, we're walking, we finally get into the terminal. We're in civilization. We're in a real airline terminal. It feels amazing. I know that's weird to say, and it's going to be weird for the people that don't fly on a regular basis, but being inside a regular terminal that day. After that experience, Was, like, coming from Fallujah into America. (laughs) Graphic. Yes, I would describe that airline as Fallujah. As a a war zone. That's great. And I've, I'm walking with the guy and he's just talking about God knows what I wasn't listening. And there's a coffee shop. And I was like, you know, it's been a long day. I appreciate it. It was good meeting you. Maybe I'll see you at the show. Zero percent chance I was going to see you at the show. Uh, I'm going to stop and get a coffee. Leave me alone. Uh, so he goes, all right. Yeah, man. He's like giving me his card. And I was like, thanks. I'm ripping it up and throwing it away. Like, it's like, he's got like, so mean. I just needed a friend, a travel buddy. I did not want a travel buddy. I am Peter. I do not need travel. Buddies. I travel alone like Hans Gruber. Would. <laughs> Why do we uh, get a diehard reference in here? I mean, come yeah. on. First of all, he was a Nazi with a British accent. Wow. You don't know that. Yeah, right? I do. Was, I've was, seen the movie. Was that, was, was that the um, premise of his character? I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's lame. Um, Christmas movie, by the way. Yeah. Hashtag controversy. Jingle bells. Uh, anyways. Yep. So I get my coffee. I'm on my own. I'm just having a moment of serenity, drinking Mm. my coffee, 
not having to make small talk with people I don't want to make small talk with. And I'm in civilization. In again. civilization. In a place you know. Because, again, the airports were Dallas-Fort Worth, but mm-hmm. I was in the private air terminal. Right. Uh, El Dorado, Arkansas. Uh-huh. Greenville, Mississippi. Boom. And Hotlanta. Hotlanta. So I'm, I'm happy. I get down to where the bags are, and that guy, who I could not shake, is waiting there, and he goes, oh, I found your bag. It's right over here. And I was like... This guy. Thanks, is, buddy. This guy is like, he's like borderline stalker. So have finally, you seen him since? Uh, I did see him at the show. Oh, geez. I did not talk to him. I saw him yeah. before he saw me and I turned. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this. No. I cannot do this. Can't handle it. Uh, the way home. Um, I don't think I went home from there. I think I went to the Northeast from there. Maybe. I, I remember. remember being a one way. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was one way on that operation. But yeah. I think, no, I flew home on, I flew back here on Mainline. No, oh, that's what it was. And that took two hours. It was <gasps> awesome. And your bag showed up and you didn't have to hop and in a pickup truck. Up. And yeah, no. And it was, and I walked on a jet bridge Ooh. to jet You planes. know, it's so funny. I think, I think in the industry that we're in, we kind of have this, we, we have the, the, you know, the vision into these private operators are like, oh yeah, you know what? It's great flying on the airlines. You know, we talk about status and we like, oh, first class, business class, yep. you know, lay flat seats. Oh, so cool. And we're like, yeah, that next step up, get private planes, you know, fly on a company plane and stuff like that. Now, flying on a company plane is much different than flying privately because right. as us being pilots or, or, you know, the company plane and, and that operation, we have control. Yeah. When it's, you know, one of these operators that are trying to be, I don't want to use a term because it's going to be very term to Yeah, they're they're trying to operate as an airline, but with those with that same private air equipment. Yes. It's not the same. It doesn't work like that. It's it's and I've it's crappy small airlines is what it is. I've worked for not not a direct kind of apples to apples comparison to something like that operation, but you know, you, you, you kind of have the, you, you see the background of it and you're like, oh yeah, the weight and balance thing. Yeah, totally a thing that you don't think about when you're flying airlines Yep, because they're just like, yeah, you know, they use the standard. Well, unless you're on a CRJ 200. Right. Like, okay. I need okay. two yeah. people to yeah. go yeah. further back Saab, than Yeah, Saab, Saab 340 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so, but I mean, it's very corner yeah. cases with those. It, you just hop on the plane and, and go. And I think it's being on this side of it, we get obviously the full view of, corporate to airline yeah. travel and we i, I mean I, I would love to try travel privately but i also have you know, ever flown in in proper corporate in a corporate jet yeah. or something like that no uh once i did but i was in the cockpit so i didn't get the i didn't get the luxury experience but i did get to hit buttons and stuff yeah and i mean that's which was awesome i don't know why the lights keep flickering that's pretty cool though. That. sorry it's i paid the bill this week no this month Anyway, no. Um, no, it was it was the air turning on because I just felt air turn on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we kind of have this, and I have a, a similar story of, you know, we were, it was around this time, uh, I want to say about four years ago, or going oh gosh, it was me and another marketing person, Ooh. yep, for a podcast, a future Oshkosh, podcast, episode. Wisconsin. Oh, we could do. We could do a lot. We could do a lot in Oshkosh. Vegas, Vegas and Oshkosh are one of the ones that we'll do plenty on. But yes. so my, my coworker and I, um, we traveled a lot. We were marketing together. Uh, so we did a lot of these shows. We'd go in early. And one of our kind of favorite things to do while we were uh, working together is that uh, this show particularly, we would go in a day or two early. And the first time we did this, we went into Milwaukee, spent a night in Milwaukee. I went think to we usually do three days early for that show for yeah. what I've usually typically done. So we went we went into Milwaukee, hung out in Milwaukee and Which is a fun a town. Awesome town. Yeah. Totally not what I was expecting. Yeah, it's kind of off the beaten path, but it's it's, it's it, there's some cool stuff there. I would say by far one of my favorite cities to go to. Yeah. Um, Which is a weird thing to say because it's, it's Milwaukee. Yeah, nobody nobody's like, oh yeah, you know, Milwaukee, yeah. it's crazy there. And but yep. it was nuts. Like the bar scene's cool. Yep. The people there are super nice. We had Red There's Sox pro sports there. Yeah. We had yeah. Red Sox gear on. We were going to a Brewers game, and it was like the Brewers versus the Pirates in the middle of the summer. So yeah. nobody really cares about And you, you know, can get you buy like a forty dollar ticket there, and yeah. it is like the best like oh. you're two rows behind home plate. And the, and and the stadium amazing. was great. It's it's an absolutely great it's a very nice yeah. stadium. So, you know, we go there, we have our Red Sox stuff on there. People are like high-fiving us. And we're like, this is so bizarre. Yeah. Like, 
you don't it's, get this well, kind it's, of experience. It's the, it's the Midwest yeah. friendly people. Like, oh, you're from around here, eh? <laughs> Come on in, check out our baseball we got out here. Yeah, very much like that. So we did that. So we went we went to Milwaukee early, you know, spent some time in the city and then went up and did the show. So the next year, we were like, we know the recipe for success here. Let's go a day early. This time, let's go to Chicago. Because I had never been to Chicago and... Um, the, the person I was traveling with had, and he's like, oh, let's go. You got to go here. So we spent, the plan was to spend an afternoon in Chicago and then go up to Milwaukee and spend the night because it's halfway up to, yep. to Oshkosh. So we're on our, our flight um, and it's not, you know, not one of the, the mainline flight uh, airline operators in and out of O'Hare. They have like maybe one or two flights a day. Yep. Um, and so we-, we What t- type of equipment? It was an Embraer, Embraer 190. Ooh. Yeah. So not, not a PC 12, thankfully. So we're, we're, we get in the plane, um, and you know, great experience, beautiful day on the East coast. Um, they're forecasting thunderstorms and whatnot, you know, typical summer weather. So we're, we're getting closer to Chicago, you know, it's a a rather short hop from, from Boston to Chicago and we're bouncing along, bouncing along. And I'm like, Oh, I see a lot of buildups out there. This is interesting. Oh, buildups. Whatever. We're going to sneak through them and get in. And we level off. Yeah, because you're in a 190. Yeah. You can get uh, up and over a lot of that. Yeah. Or, you know, you can deviate around. Maybe they'll switch the flow yeah. so you're not... Yeah, you you're know, doing 500 miles an hour. You can... You can you can beat a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, we, you know, we, we level off in our descent and we level off, level off. And we made a turn and I was like, oh, that's a weird turn. You know, it was a pretty, pretty sharp turn, aggressive turn. And then in the same sense the power comes up, we start climbing and I'm like, yeah, I was like, uh, Hmm, I know this. And you know, obviously you have Wi-Fi, So I'm pulling up flight aware, seeing if we've, you know, refiled and this, this airline, uh, didn't have an immediate area for another, you know, connector or something like an outpost, an outpost, I think is what they call it or outstation. Uh, the closest airport was Detroit. And of course, weather moves west to east. And I was like, Oh, Really, we're going to Detroit. What's going to happen? I, I, I'm, I'm foreseeing this. We're going to basically go to Detroit. The thunderstorms are going to catch us. We're going to sit on the ground of Detroit, and we're going to get into Chicago sometime tomorrow. Yep. So I was like, oh, crap. So what do we do? We make a turn towards Detroit. And I was like, ah. Good news. It's actually gonna... a short drive to get from Detroit to Milwaukee. Because you can there go across the lake. a bridge across the lake. Yeah. yeah. Um, but of course. Super we easy. Yeah. We weren't thinking that. And so we start climbing up and, and going to Detroit and um, I, I start talking to my buddy and I'm like, oh, we're diverting. We're going to Detroit. And like, I must have said it loud enough to him. We may have had a Bloody Mary or two, but I must have said it. I'm diverting. This guy's right. And of course, I'm acting all like proud. Like, I know where we're going. I was on the internet. <laughs> There's no announcements, no anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're, we're probably diverting to Detroit. And th- this one person across the aisle way was like, how do you guys know this? He's like, I saw the internet. And I was like, well, <clears throat> we work in the industry. Oh, really? I work in the industry. I'm, I pilot. I fly. I fly airplane too. It's just put a button and put a it goes room. That basically how it was. You, you see me a lot <laughs> drunk and I don't <laughs> think I've ever, ever, <laughs> ever acted like that. Anyway, so we blast, we start heading towards Detroit and uh, we get like five minutes towards that direction. We turn around and we spend the quick fueling stop in Peoria, Illinois, which was, which was genius on the pilots on the to do that because it was on the other side yeah. of the weather and it was south and I think it was, it was like midday. So there wasn't a lot of, I think a lot of the traffic was coming from the east, yeah. but in any case, we were, we were sitting in Peoria, we were the only aircraft there that had diverted there. Yep. So we, we got fuel right away and we just sat there and they're like, Hey, we're going to sit here. We're the first one in, um, when it opens up. Yeah. From Peoria to O'Hare is 15 minute flight. Not yeah. yeah. And that's with rooting around to, to fly the full approach. Yeah. yeah. Which of course it, it was beautiful by the time we landed there. Yep. Bummed out. You know, we, we kind of had this whole afternoon planned to go to Navy pier and you can skip Navy pier. Oh, well, or there was some big, I don't know, Greenway or something like that. It's cool to hang out at. I don't know. Jay had a whole plan and I was on board of the plan. We were going to go get some food, have a fun time in Chicago. Cool. And I yeah, I lived there for like three years. I know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we, we missed out. I don't out remember anything about a Greenway. 
Whatever. You oh, know, yeah, you know, Park. Uh, uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we were going to do that. Drive. Oh, we were also yeah. going to try to go to a Cubs game, but we didn't buy tickets or anything. You can get them on the street. Um, so, yeah, we that was my one diverting story. Um, yeah, I was kind of bummed out that we missed out on, on going to So Chicago. when I lived in Chicago, I lived uh, about a half mile to Wrigley Field. So if I wanted to go to a game, I just literally, anytime I wanted to go, you could just get them literally on the street from anybody. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I would love knee to go tickets, got tickets, knee tickets, got tickets. I'm always like, yeah, the but you get tickets everywhere. guy needs to talk to the gut tickets guy, and then these guys are just going to sort it out. Right. You would think. I, I scalped tickets once uh, before I lived there uh, on a trip out, and I was with a buddy of mine, and we'd gone, and he didn't have any money, and he's not a friend anymore, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is a like, great, oh, great story so uh, far. Yeah, and uh, and then he died. No, I'm kidding. Oh wow, oh, dude, no, that's not even no, a joke. Come no, on. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And they they charged us like ninety bucks for two tickets, and the, the guy the tickets came with the the note of these seats aren't together, um, and I don't know where they are. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Just we just want to go into the game. It was the first time I'd ever been to Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. I took one ticket, he took the other ticket, and I was like, all right, I'll see you at the end of the game. Um, again, I paid for them. Yep. He ended up uh, behind home plate. Cool. And I was in the bleachers. <laughs> and the lady um, who had originally purchased that ticket bought two of them and had the seat next to me, and she was sitting inside. So she's telling me the story about how she sold the ticket to a scalper and how I bought the ticket and how I was there in place of the guy she just broke up with. And I was like, lady, it's not going to be like that. And like just going on and on for the whole time. And my buddy's like behind home plate having a great time. And I'm like, this is the worst. This is the worst moment ever. You, you should have just looked at her and been like, you could have probably just sold it to me and yeah. kept all the money. Yeah, and cut made the middleman out. Yeah, anyway. But, I, but we're on a tangent. I'm on a tangent. Oh, love our tangents. We have some good tangents. Yeah. Every once in a while. That should that should be the name of our podcast. Should be good tangents. Good tangents. Wow, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Um, uh, diverting. Yeah. <laughs> so weather. Um, I also had a similar story going into Chicago once, except I was coming from uh, Australia. Huh. And I went Australia. Another or, shrimp on the barbie. He's down in Australia, mate. And I was down there, and I was out there in Sydney, and I was like, yeah, how about you get out there to get out there and see some kangaroos, mate? That's actually pretty good. Nice yeah, job. I've been there a few times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we flew Sydney to LAX. I was on the ground in LAX. It was it was a tight, it was perfect, tight connection. Got there, cleared customs, got on the plane. On my way, I'm like, this is great. Just a short four-hour flight, and I'm home finally. and get, get to go to my own bed. We're probably about 45 minutes out of Chicago coming in from the West and there's storms and it's still light out and you can see everything yep. outside and we're flying and I'm kind of like getting a little antsy and I don't, uh, on the long haul from Australia, I slept, but usually if it's four or five hours or less, mm-hmm. I'm not really sleeping on the plane unless I have a real bad hangover or, <laughs> Or I'm very sick. Those are the ex- those are which the- happens. I would say the latter <laughs> which, happens the most. Which I does, feel like which does happen quite a bit. Yeah, you get on just jacket zippered up like when we get there. We're flying and there's this giant wall of storms in front of us, and we start making a left turn. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's you know I that's live- a way. That's a way to go. <laughs> well, I lived in Chicago for a couple of years at that point in flying as much as I did. It's like this, we don't. That's not part of the approach procedure that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we're still turning and we're still turning. I'm like, oh, shit, we're in a hold. Yeah. So we did a couple turns in the hold. They finally come on. They say, you know, there's weather there right now. We're holding. Um, if if doesn't change, then we'll have to come up with another plan. And the weather didn't change. The other plan was going to Indianapolis. Huh. So we're on. Indy, f- another nice city. Uh, I've never, I've, I've been to Indy a couple times. Yeah. It's just doesn't hold my attention. Yeah, uh, I, I've, I've been there two or three times, and I've, I've had a pretty good time each time. Yeah, I mean, I've had fun when yeah. I've gone there. It's just not one of those places that I'm like, oh, my God, that was epic. No, 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 no. I, I mean, yeah. There's, I feel for me like Indy is like there's nothing in Indianapolis that I can't get anywhere else. True, yeah, you know? I'll give you that. Whereas, you know, places like Chicago and Milwaukee, Milwaukee for yeah, example, Milwaukee. has that unique, you know, town feel of mm-hmm. it where – you know, Indianapolis is like, to me, it's like the, it's a strip mall city. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I kind of, I kind of get that. 
Anyway, so we get down to Indianapolis. We land in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and the plan now is just to wait. We're going to get fuel and sit on the ground and wait. So same same yep. scenario. We finally we waited on the ground for four hours, which I cannot believe that uh, we didn't time time out. out yeah, got back up, got to Chicago, and I was just so happy and ready to be done with traveling at that point because it was seventeen hours to L.A., three hours on the ground there, four hours to Chicago. Four more hours on the ground, another hour back into Chicago again. And it was just like, oh. this is, I spent more time on the 737 than I did on the 777. Right. On a nice, comfortable 777. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, but that's, that's, that's summertime traveling though. And yep. I think, you know, I've got friends that are not in the industry that travel and anytime they travel and something goes wrong, I get a long winded 30 minute delay. Well, one of them, uh, Sent and I wish I had saved the the text messages he was texting me. Him and his wife were coming back from a trip to Disney back into Boston, mm-hmm. and they had uh, the plane went around on short final. Yep. So in the way totally just, normal procedure, totally normal, totally. There's something yep. not safe. We're going to yep. go around and yep. do this again. Yeah. Uh, but in his eyes, as a non aviation professional, it was. Uh, they made a mistake and caught it too late, and then they had to do some stunt pilot maneuver go around. <laughs> and I was like, some acrobatics, <laughs> some acrobatics, and around we went. Uh, it, and it was just, it, yeah, just listening to non travelers uh, tell their stories and horror stories about travel. Like anytime they tell me things like that, and you're probably the same way. You're just like, yep, oh that's, yeah, that's just part of this life you, you know it's funny I, I totally forgot when we were talking about this earlier I, I totally forgot my sister literally has like knock on wood i go i go for stretches the table's not wood that's it's, it literally looks like it's fake plastic <laughs> i i go for stretches where i don't get delayed everything goes smoothly yeah. it's you know it, it's amazing yeah. right and my sister she travels a, a fair amount i wouldn't say as much as we do but she travels a fair amount just about every flight she has has some sort of issue like diverted or you know goes around like six times yeah, or loses an engine yeah 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 it's like these crazy stories i'm like oh and she like the first thing she does is text me and she goes so this happened is that normal and i'm like yeah i mean that's kind of the corner case of being normal but yeah, yeah that that happens and they like one of their she lives up in canada and they divert to you know Saskatoon? No, no, no. Vancouver <laughs> or something like that because the winds were so extreme and they had gone around so many times that they were on, you know, reserve fuel or something. They had it's, to- it's funny that you say that because um, similarly, it's like every time my brother flies, yeah, it's the same. Siblings, man. It's the same. Like, there's, it's always some really outrageous scenario. And, and it's not like the, every single time they go around, you know, short final or, you know, they, they get yeah. delayed 30 minutes because of, I don't know. No, he's fueling. just, he's just sta- spending the night in Charlotte. Like, <laughs> like literally, we were coming back from Boston last month and we, I think I was delayed. We were again on separate flights and we'll talk about our diversions in a second. But um, I, we were on a separate flight. My flight was like, 20 or 30 minutes delayed and she got in, you know, just ahead of me. And my sister was also on a flight going back to, to Calgary. And she had texted me and said, ah, oh, you know, we're delayed. I, I guess there was a weather, some weather that was West yeah. that kind of messed everything up. And then the way that the, it doesn't take much for Logan to kind of get discombobulated as far as, um, arrivals and departures go. And they were holding, they had people in holds. So they, they were running delays and she had missed her connection in Montreal because, so they delayed, right? They took a delay. Yeah, it was, you said it was, that. <laughs> shut up. Wait, was it better delayed? than your drunk pilot? So you <laughs> shut your, I'm a pilot. I'm a fire delayed. Um, was Canadian, right? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't drink. Anyway, stop it. Don't don't get tangent that, me. Get that Rickards red up in Canada. Don't don't tangent me. For whatever reason, um, overfueled the airplane. They must have tried to take on more fuel because they were hedging for weather or something like that. They overfilled the airplane and had to defuel the airplane to make uh, weight and balance. Which is a process. It's a process. And yeah. she goes, is this a thing? Is like, can you do that? And I was like, yeah, you you literally hit the jackpot with all these flights that you magically just, you know, have to go divert because of wind or, you know, whatever it may be. And then, you know, go around short final. Have, and- you, have you ever pumped jet fuel before? Yeah. Where'd you do that? Um, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, 
So yeah, the defueling process is like we literally is avoided at all costs. There's, I remember being trained on a procedure, but it like quickly went away. Like, and because you're taking foreign fuel into the truck, uh-huh. like that that truck has to immediately get quarantined after yep. it takes on that fuel. Yep. And go and get rechecked and get everything rescreened on it again before they can go back into another aircraft. It's such, like we we had to do it once in the and it was a debate with the pilots because they were like, we're just gonna burn it. Yeah, we're just sit on the ground with the engines running and just burn it off. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, if it's, it's that if it's, it's that big, it's more video. beneficial to do it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But for time consumption, I'm sure the airlines want to do the other, which is it's a slow process. Also, mm-hmm. trying to suck, and they're they're running they're running their duty day. The the pilots are running their duty yep. day. Uh, so. Same same diverting topic. Actually, pretty recently, it was uh, we were coming back from Christmas. We spent Christmas up in Boston, and uh, we were flying back. And shockingly, Christmas time also means thunderstorms in Texas. Uh, it means one other thing also uh, for the general uh, for flying, which is non season travelers. Oh, and we're in that. We're going to tangent into that for a second. We can yeah. go. We can go all day on that because we're in that season right now. Yes. So Jen, Jen, and I are on separate flights. Um, she is uh, her flights later than Jen, mine. Jen, do you do that because you don't want to be seen in public with him? It's okay. It's glad I'm glad yeah. you don't have a mic. So yeah, she doesn't have a mic. She Let can't the record that. show. Yeah. She said 100. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, there's there's no <laughs> way we can prove it otherwise. So um, she's on a, a later flight. I get in. Um, I didn't park at the airport. Um, Andy, uh, a coworker, came and picked him. Uh, picked Andy. Me up. Yep. So he came and picked me up, and we were waiting for Jen. Her flight obviously got delayed. Um, getting out of Boston a little bit more, so she was about an hour behind me. So we you're went on, to a, you're on American, yeah, and she was on JetBlue. JetBlue, and um, two two wonderful airlines. Well, JetBlue is a good airline. I love JetBlue. I'll say that much. I like JetBlue. Um, I like JetBlue too. Anyway, so send us free tickets. Yeah, <laughs> actually, don't we expense all our tickets? I was gonna say, yeah, don't. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere. Else. Get me free upgrades, <laughs> which I used to get. It was so easy. You just go up to the desk and be like, "Hey, I'm Mosaic. Can I get an upgrade?" And they'd be like, "Yep, here you go." Anyway, um, so we're at a Starbucks, and so when humble brag, yeah. <laughs> so when we came in on our approach, I had never seen lightning like when you're in the cloud lightning. Oh, when the like the cloud just flashes yeah. around you. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I've seen that. I was like, huh, you know, when it when it first happened, I was like, huh, that's that's weird that I could see a strobe. It's you know five o'clock or, or yeah, four no, o'clock in the afternoon. No, it's not anybody taking pictures either. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. You know, I I. I We've flown up real close to thunderstorms before, and I've seen the light outside. But when you're in the cloud and it flashes, and you're like, mm, "That strobe seemed really bright," <laughs> was no strobe, my friend. So we come, we come through, and thankfully, we we found a we were in a hole the whole time, so we, we saw lightning and stuff like that in the area, but it was nothing that um, caused us any problems. We land. I get in the car with Andy. We go over to Starbucks, and by the time we get to Starbucks, it's pouring rain, wind sideways, lightning everywhere but we had a clear view of the final approach and you could see a couple more planes get in. And then all of a sudden this, the visibility just dropped. It's pouring rain. It's crazy wind. And which you, happens here a lot, <laughs> like <laughs> to, weekly. to be fair, a lot this year, yeah. this year has been exceptionally bad. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty bad. Fourth or fifth year here. And this has hands down been one of the worst spring times here. So, and this is again, December. Yep. So this is, foreshadowing obviously what we just went through this last six months but we're sitting at this starbucks and we see you know you know how distinct md80s are 83s or anything because they got the wingtip lights and they got the the very bright lights and the black smoke yep well you can't see the smoke but in this sense but i just see the lights and i'm like huh they're pointed right at us i feel like this airplane's (laughs) coming at us the airplane was coming at us it cleared the starbucks you know of course being on the ground which starbucks were you at I don't remember, but it was it was off to the left side. It was off to the west side of the airport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and over uh, in Euless, yeah, off one twenty one. Yes, yeah. It was like I used to live right behind that building. Oh really? Yeah. So in any case, so sorry, that's all right. Tangent. Uh, so we're sitting there, and we see the lights coming, and it's like it comes right over the building, and it's yep. probably a thousand feet, which seems low, especially when you're out of the flight path, yep. the typical flight path. And it was loud. Yes. It was getting up and going. 
And when we saw that, I was like, they're diverting. They're going somewhere. The airport's closed. And I, I That was probably a departure. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? We were at the departure end. Or excuse me, we were at the uh, arrival end. Hmm. The approach end. Because they will, when, because I lived over there. Yep. They, when the, when there's like a storm cell on the south side, uh-huh. they will launch them and hard turn them right out of there and they'll climb out to the west instead of uh, north and south like they normally do. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I figured, I figured every time do they, whatever. Every, it wasn't, it wasn't like an every week thing. It was mm-hmm. like once every six months they would do it. When the storms and be parked like, themselves. What is that noise outside? Yeah. yeah, this thing, it was low. Yeah, it was yeah. low. It was loud. And... I was watching, you know, flight aware because I could see Jen went into the hold and I was like, oh, sweet. So she's going to be a while. Oh, she's going to San Angelo. Nope. She diverted <laughs> to Austin and spent some time in Austin oh, nice. and got some fuel and she liked it. She said Austin was the airport seemed kind of nice other than the places were kind of closed. I don't like the airport there. Uh, maybe I. She got tacos, <laughs> which makes her happy. Yeah. <laughs> got some tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the, the, uh, as far as airports go, I, I would say I, I'm not a big fan of the Austin airport. I know huh. it's under construction right now. Uh, every every airport is under construction. And they're right working now. to make capital improvements on it, but we're, I fly on United all the time and we're United parks. From the time you get off the airplane to the time you can make the turn to get like out of the terminal and like towards the land side. It's like it's literally like a half mile, three quarter of a mile straight walk Jeez. that you just. There's no moving sidewalks. There's no trams. There's nothing. You're just you're just walking. You for see a mile. it. You can see it at the end of the. And it's just one super long building, and it's all the way at the end. At least you know Detroit is like that, but they have yeah. the tram. They have yeah. an indoor tram. They have moving walkways. Yeah. I, I really like Detroit's airport. Uh, pr- flying in and out of uh, Atlanta on the private side is nice. Yeah, that's that that terminal is great. And the controllers down, down there do a uh, great job, get you in and out, which was uh, super appreciative. Last time I went down there was a crappy IFR day, um, so we were vectoring around in the clouds. And, yeah, uh, I'm going one way in the clouds, and literally like 500 feet bef- below me is a 737 going the other way, and I was like, oh, I can see him. Uh, speaking of wind, we had uh, diverted once. I didn't divert. We're going into Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, the Vegas and one. And Ashley and I were coming from different places, and we, we usually coordinate so we get to the destinations about the same but time. But on the same airline, right? Yeah, we're on Like the same normal airlines. people do? Yeah. Instead of JetBlue. Throwing that shit. You know, I would say you should be flying on JetBlue. I know. <laughs> you, I think I would lose in this situation. Yeah. So I was coming from San Francisco. She was coming from Chicago, I think. And uh, we ended up uh, arriving at the Las, uh, Las Vegas airspace at the same time. And they were just having a bad high wind day. Mm-hmm. And we went around once. Um, we went around twice. And I'm watching on the on the flight tracker because I see she's in the pattern at the same time that we are. And we're getting ready to shoot our third approach. And she is no longer in the pattern. She is now flying south and climbing. And I was like, oh, they're not coming here. I assume they were going to L.A., but they actually ended up diverting to Palm Springs. On the third time around, we ended up getting in, uh, but it was probably the sketchiest landing <laughs> I've ever been a passenger a part of on an airline before. And we landed. The wind is just killing it down the runway. We finally got the right main on the ground. And then the nose, left main is still kind of floating, and he's still you, you, so you're, you're, you can feel the pilot is still like working it, and he's <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't given. Usually, when you're on the airlines, you touch and the weight comes off, yep. and then it's just you're you're breaking. You're there. And you're, and you're, you're there. You're there. Yeah. yeah, you can tell this guy is still working the finesse, trying to get the whole airplane stabilized on the ground. And you're watching the mile markers or the the runway uh, markers go by on the outside. I'm like, just go around, just go around, yeah. go around. We're we had like maybe 4,000 feet left and he finally planted it and got everything, got us all stopped. We ended up rolling off at the end. And like, I, those, I Those are long runways too. They're yeah. not, they're not that short. And we we're only on an A319. Oh, wow. It's not like we were in anything heavy or mm-hmm. anything like that. Maybe that was part of, I mean, you, you'll test it, or at least I will. I, I feel like a heavier airplane is a little bit easier to land. Yeah. And I think one of the big, determining factors for why I got in and why Ashley didn't is because I was on a 319 and she was on a 73. Yeah. So the those the longer ability to be able to roll mm-hmm. close to the ground without hitting an engine and getting a wheel on the ground was probably in our favor with the taller landing gear, the A320. Yep. If, uh, if I could talk for if a minute about the, uh, uh, the, the, the height of the landing gear makes a big difference uh, when they're under the cells. 
<laughs> um, we're getting the whole the whole character tonight. We're getting the drunk <laughs> drunk guy. I'm very tired. Leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, we taxied it. Honestly, I felt like the anxiety that I was getting from. I was like, I'm I'm literally gonna have a, have a heart attack right now. Like this is this is the moment that I die, survive the landing, and then die on the ground. Yeah. Rolling off and the, end I was, of the runway. I was uh, uh I was in seat one A, <laughs> uh, which was Humble business brag. class. <laughs> and uh, we pull up to the gate, and everybody on the airplane is just like wide eyed and like just white knuckle yep. and everything, and just holding on for dear life because we're all just like we just all almost died. Pilot comes out, whips the door open to the cockpit, and goes, "Man, first officer says needs fresh pair of shorts." <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, get really? me on this plane. You just It's funny. It would have been funnier if he said it to, like, the economy class or something like that because they they may not have, you know, a ton of travel. Yeah. But, it, you know, the people who are in business typically travel a whole lot or, you know, yeah. they can afford to travel a whole lot. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that he would pronounce that or announce that to that. He, he the, Just his – he was so, like, cavalier about it. It was – it was good brevity in that moment, right? Just to come make everybody go. Oh, we almost died. Yeah. Hey, pooping pants is still funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're not cool unless you do that. If peeing your oh. pants is cool, allegedly. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. So that's funny that you. That's if that's one of your ones that kind of sticks out. We flew. I might have mentioned this before, but I was coming from Toronto to Boston on a Dash Eight, and we. Ooh, on Jazz. No Porter. Yeah, no. One well, more. Who else flies dash eights? I'm not going to help you. Oh, was it uh, Colgan? Ooh, no, my friend. No, no, my friend. Too soon? Too soon. But it was not them. It's been like 10 years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. I don't know. WestJet. Ah, WestJet. The one you didn't get. So, um, the one Canadian the one. operator. Yeah, the one crossing. Um, so, we're at Toronto. We, we took a delay. Thunderstorms rolled through. The ramp shut down. They won't, they won't push us out because of the thunderstorm. And it moves off to the east. Hey, what do you know? We're heading to the east. So the storm clears. We get out to the runway. We blast off. We're heading along, heading along. And we make a turn to the east into the line of thunderstorms. (laughs) And I was like, I'm sitting here. And it's again, it's one of those situations where as a pilot, you kind of have that situational awareness and everything. And you're like, I know the storm just passed over there. I know that the departure, we can ask for, you know, deviations or something like that. Yeah, there might be traffic, but... You know, if it's a real serious situation, like not flying through a thunderstorm, you might you, you might get it, or you, you probably are yeah. going to get it from ATC. But no, they just went right through, blasted through it, and some of the most yeah, intense like the same turbulence the, in the PC twelve is like we never diverted, yeah. we never vectored around anything. No, you know, they, and they're like controllers are super like yeah. Even when you're when I'm flying as a pilot. And we're up there, and there's bad weather, and you you need ten left, ten right. Yep. You need to. There are times they'll just say, "Yeah, let us know. Yeah, do what you need to do, yep. and let us know when you're back on course." Right. To be fair, I'm not in the flight levels. Well, true. Well, sometimes I'm in the flight levels, uh, but they're super helpful in letting you do whatever, or you they need at least to do. give you options. Yeah. So, and that that was one thing that kind of really surprised me. I was like, "Why the hell did we just blast through the storm?" And yeah. we got rocked good. Like, yeah. again, some of the worst turbulence I've been on in an airline period but in uh, my aviation experience just overall, and I've flown through some real crap. Have you done, um, have you done thunderstorm avoidance in a uh, piston single engine at night on a long cross country? No, it's a good time. (laughs) It's a good time. Hard pass. I was coming back from uh, Chicago uh, in the Sears, Chicago to Boston. And we were, just we were over western new york and there were all these it was july yeah mid-july and there are all these thunder cells around and it was it was nighttime it was probably 10 30 at night so it was dark out and it's just we just zigzagged the entire way through because you're like oh i think we're good here and then it strikes and just lits up this giant cloud in front of you like oh we're gonna turn to the right we need to go to the right we're now we're going right we're, we're going, going right, right now <laughs> and we ended up descending down into uh there was like the aftermath of a storm. It wasn't a storm, but it was a storm that had is no longer yep. a thunderstorm. It's just a little bit of a rain shower, and we ended up landing in that. 
Is that is that it for diversions? I think that's it for for at least that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's uh, we covered that's a good it. portion of them. What are we gonna do next time? Well, we're probably gonna talk about the travel season and how much fun it is to travel with non-typical travelers. Travel we sound season? so snotty. You're like, uh, we're so uppity. They don't even know what preboarding uh, is. Get it's out! Unbelievable. My, my favorite is when people get to the end of the pre-check line to find out that they don't have pre-check. Yes, it's like. How'd you, <laughs> Did you not see the series of signs? You, you, that led you, you saw. Here? I get it. It's a short line. I'd do the same thing, but yeah. no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah. Or it's, the people that are like, <clears throat> I fly all the time. They they try to be you know the cool travelers, and they're like, oh, I travel all the time. But you're telling me with this basic economy ticket that, <laughs> like, come on, man. You're telling me I have to check my bag and pay for it with this basic economy ticket. I travel yeah. all the time. I travel all the time. Like that should be worth something. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll wrap Let's us wrap up, up for today. <laughs> Next this episode. The, the the theme of this episode was tangents. Tangents. Are they our friends or not? Mm. <laughs> It'll be a common theme in this this podcast series. <laughs> How Next many tangents time, can we fit in? Next time is a sneak peek. We're going to stay on subject. Hey, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. But All right. Well, until next time. Uh, be kind to each other. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a nice ending. Nice ending. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at LifeAdventurePS and Instagram LifeAdventuresPeteSimpson. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.